good morning do, do most people listen to this in the morning i have to listen to this during the daytime anyways hi it's murder blows you, you remember us right uh we're back to our normal recording schedule and we're here with a, a story from Maisie. uh it's really rough i'm gonna go ahead and throw like a ton of trigger warnings which isn't i mean our podcast kind of is a walking trigger warning but this one like bring some tissues uh it's different but it's like good different it's very wow um as always i am violet without the question mark this week and i'm here with hey it's sasha Maisie, cody I'm an Aquarius. 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 I'm the friend that's artsy and fun at parties, but I'm neither one of those. <laughs> Maisie, that's a bold face lie if I've ever heard one. I could watch you try and eat mac and cheese at parties all day long. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, can I put my leg on your leg? Is that weird? You're my boss. Is that weird? I'm sorry. You're my boss. <laughs> Look like Edward uh, Scissorhands trying to eat corn. Ugh, I'm here for it. I'm the I friend at the party it. that's trying to organize everything and yelling at everybody. I love it. That's my favorite. Yeah. Everyone needs that friend. Yeah. That's what um, guys, it's time for the first of 47 planned party games. <laughs> if we do not start now, we will not finish on time. <laughs> little i would go to my friend's house and i would organize their toys before we could play with them oh yes Aww. i was like we can play house but we have to make a house first and it has to be organized and clean it has to be <laughs> perfect <laughs> that's hilarious i was like where's your chocolate milk though <laughs> oh i love i'll come over milk. but where's your food <laughs> oh same <gasps> i remember being that friend though like all my like chick friends growing up were in that phase where they like didn't want to be the first person to eat and I was just like, you know what'd be crazy is if we got some like flaming hot Cheetos and some Pepsi up in this bitch. <laughs> It'd be fucking mind blowing right now. Like I don't know about you guys, but uh Wouldn't it be crazy if we <laughs> like a <laughs> How do you guys feel about beef jerky, man? It's a little pricey, but mmm. Like Seven dollars now. <laughs> no big. God, right? Organic beef jerky. How? Uh, I have questions, but I don't want to know the answers to. Welcome to Murder Blows, where we explore beef jerky. Except if you're Sasha. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I explore fish. Fish, fish jerky. Cool. Have you ever had salmon Ooh, jerky? gross. Salmon jerky is legit. Hmm. I'll take I'll you to my jerky guy up here in... <laughs> There's yeah. like 95 jerky stores. I'll pick one. They're, they've got to have salmon jerky. I've had it once. It's great. Hi, my name's Violet. I have a machete guy and I have a jerky guy. What's up with you? <laughs> oh, and shout out to my friend Jessica that messaged me and thinks that we're the funniest people ever. <gasps> hey, Jessica. How did you know that's the only thing I ever want to hear in life? 
messaged me and was like, I just listened to your last podcast, and oh my god, I can't even. Oh. Oh my god, I love a bitch that can't even. <laughs> we I'm also love... <laughs> we also love nice people, it's cool. Um... So today I totally got called out at work. Um, so I worked from home today and I was on the webcam because we're trying to promote virtual workplace. Mm. So I put on a nice shirt and I put my hair up in a bun. <laughs> and I'm like, this is business professional. You can't see my cheetah print pajama pants. That's fine. Um, so I'm on the webcam and I have my phone in my lap. I was reading something, but my boss calls me out and he's like, Sasha's on her phone during this meeting. And I was like, the Golden State Killer uh, got <laughs> apprehended today and I need to catch up on the press conference that this meeting is interrupting. <laughs> and he was like, who's that? And I'm like, also the Easteria Rapist? Duh. Oh my God. So, yeah. Yeah. That's that's it's crazy <laughs> it's all crazy that happened today i like super duper 100 over the moon hope that's the right guy it, it is how do you know they have a dna match they oh match. that's yep. discovery already shared it on their facebook so it's got to be legit <gasps> it, yes yeah no. i watched most of the press conference i think but i couldn't I had to go before I could finish it, mm-hmm. so I kind of stopped live tweeting, and I'm not the best at live tweeting, but it was uh, various, like, various sheriffs from surrounding counties of Sacramento and various DAs talking about um, kind of like this task force that became, like, reinvented in 2016, and it was kind of... Sur- I tweeted this because it was surreal that a lot of the people that were like 10 while he was in his prime were part of the task force that eventually caught him, which is just bonkers to me. But yeah, it's him. They got him. He's like 72 years old and fuck that guy. Fuck him. Yeah. It was nuts. But they're actually, one thing that I love is that they're actually crediting um, Michelle McNamara for all of her work and they never credit journalists for that kind of stuff wow so yeah it's pretty cool it's had me pretty spent all day though <laughs> yes. I was like real jazzed and then I read a tweet that someone took from a post on reddit it was a tweet it might have been you Maisie where they they like quote her book, and it was like one day the car is gonna stop outside your house. The letter to the old man. Cut off. Yes. Fucking chills when we. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I started tearing up when I read that. I was like, oh my god, I have to read that book now. It takes a lot for me to sit down and read a whole book, but that's really? one I'm gonna have to sit through, in a good way, not in a bad way. I'm super super close to finishing my finishing my hunters. I keep falling asleep before I can read um champion <laughs> level adult here yeah same and so i purposely haven't connected my ipad to wi-fi so the library doesn't know it's best because <laughs> <laughs> you can't catch me i feel um, bad i'm just i just reread red dragon <laughs> Ooh, the hannibal lecter one though yeah it's my favorite oh, that sounds fun yeah 
So Sometimes that's... you gotta read things you like and that and, you know you like. And that's it's a little murdery. It's a little murdery. Mm, yeah, it's Hannibal. I mean, it's Surprise. not real murder, but <laughs> you know, you I'm know. Do it. I have to close my window. It's gonna make a noise. I'm gonna pause myself. How dare you make noises on my podcast? Maybe I won't <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> oh my Ooh. god. That was me, I'm sorry. I was trying to be funny, it just really wasn't. <laughs> I was like, well, Sasha's dead. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Was that Ooh. an ASMR of a window closing? Yes, it was. Oh, nice. Sorry if you heard the ASMR construction outside. <laughs> <laughs> if there's like some people who are just like oh hell yeah i just want to listen to some like heavy dudes from new jersey just fucking work on shit oh yeah like there is 100 percent a reddit <laughs> reddit what's it called subreddit about that really oh, man about sure. asmr or like construction guys asmr construction oh my god that's fantastic i would want like <laughs> i can't even like I don't I don't know if this bit's going anywhere because <laughs> I'm so wrapped up just so wrapped up in the idea of it. It's it's been a long week, man. It has, and it's, and it's only Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> it's Wednesday. Mm. My to do list keeps getting longer. Have to <laughs> rip it up and start a new one. <laughs> Fuck this! I don't need to do any of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm so overwhelmed right now. I don't even have a to do list going. I'm just winging it. <laughs> Hell yeah! See, I was at that place, and then I knew I needed to back off and like write some shit down. Yeah, <laughs> getting there. I can feel it coming, dude. It's getting so bad. I ha I've been having to write shit down. Oh my god! Like I literally had to be like, I had to set reminders on my phone, and it was so dumb because I realized that, like, Jeez. in the midst of all the reminders that I set, I tried to remind myself to buy Culture Club tickets. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and the B fifty twos. And I was at work, and it was like, Violet, don't forget, you have to go pay your medical bill today. Also, Culture Club tickets just went on sale. Haul ass, girl, haul ass. I was like, Fuck, I'm not gonna get to see Culture Club. <laughs> oh no, medical bills be damned. Take me to jail. Just let me see Culture Club. I'll be like that scene in Teen Mom where the girl's like, I couldn't show up for my parole because I had to go see Kesha. <laughs> Yeah, Janelle. <laughs> Shout out to Janelle if you're listening. Oh my god, she's my favorite. But oh bless, what that... just happened? Oh, I just watched that show to make me feel better about my life and my disorganization. I so. saw you smoking the reefer with Kifa. <laughs> I'm so glad you watched that shit. If oh anyone god. ever wants some good teen mom quotes, you know who to come to. Yeah. <laughs> me and Cody have the hookup. <laughs> You and Cody are the hookup. <laughs> yeah, right? And it's all about some teen mom. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Get every moment. When you told me about vocal fry, I was like, no one I know does that. And then I listened to a podcast where that happens, and I was like, oh, it's Jersey Shore all up in this bitch. <laughs> everywhere. It's worse than Jersey Shore, Jersey Shore because it's eight octaves higher. Wait, mm. what is it? Vocal fry. <sighs> what is that? When you it's sound like this. It's like the, um. Uh, oh, like. Yeah, I have banks. 
Sounds like you're Kesha on a three-day bender before she got her righteous justice. I was like, she's clean. I know. We righteous justice. Oh, my God. I love Kesha. I also love Kesha. I love Kesha. Okay, if you're listening. Sponsor us. Sponsor us. What, what kind of podcast would we be if we're like, today we're sponsored by Kesha. I'm a motherfucking woman. That's right. That's it. That's all you need to know. That's it. <laughs> Trying to check her my location. Elman. Fucking Kesha. I'm just kidding. You have to stop Uh, giving him shout outs. Oh my god. I get I think you know, I don't know. You know what? If we can motivate him to finish college strong, I'm into it. Oh my gosh, everyone. A Kickstart uh well we won't do a Kickstarter of money, but more of a, a Kickstarter of uh ambition and motivation so if you'd yeah. like to donate to our kickstarter for elman to finish yeah. school just put your good vibes in the air like a dragon ball z character right. tweet at us hashtag elman finish school <laughs> no elman you can do it <gasps> elman no. you can do it elman, That's good. Hashtag future dr elman oh i like future dr elman is that what he's doing yeah oh he's a man. smart ass kid mm-hmm. he's not a kid but like Look, I've not gone to a good doctor in probably my whole life. So if we got some good doctors out there, not that I want Elman to be my doctor, that would be weird. (laughs) Elman can be your doctor. He's a fan. (laughs) Okay, guys, but if you tweet at us and use the hashtag FutureDrElman, send him some good vibes so he graduates. Yeah, come on. I think today was his last day of class for this semester. That's awesome. Give him motivation for next semester. Yeah. Yes. I have a, I have a sweet graduation story. Oh. My brother graduates from college Friday and for a gift his wife is buying them she's buying them plane tickets to come out here and stay with us. Oh. I know. She was like, "How do these dates work for you? I'm going to surprise Phil." But I was like, "You're the nicest sister-in-law I can ever ask for. That's so sweet." <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really excited, and he doesn't know yet. But she's gonna <sighs> Facetime me when he walks, and then she's gonna tell him and put the tickets in the card and stuff like that. Oh my like, gosh! He I doesn't know. listen to our podcast, right? Right. No. Okay. No, it's like this would be. Plus, enough. by the time it comes out, he will have known already. Oh. Okay. Oh, that's right. For some that's reason, it. he decides yeah. to listen. <laughs> Don't. Like- I almost told my mom the other day, and then I was like, oh, back up. <laughs> I have told shit stories about you. <laughs> oh. Well, and people and are like, I... what have you been up to? And I'm like, nothing. And I'm like, I've actually been pouring my life into this true crime podcast with three friends, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't tell you about it. I ain't going to tell you that. Oh, my <laughs> God. Today. I almost told my coworkers about it, but then I was like, in episode like six, I suggested that we take nudes, so <laughs> <laughs> that's not gonna work. I know I have a coworker that I'm actually pretty close with, but she's I don't like she's really cool and she's really nice, but her beliefs are not what I agree with. And my mm-hmm. first episode where I talked about Andrea Yates, I talked about shitty conservatives and how they're all Ooh. wrong, and I was like, oh, I cannot say what i do with you like nope i'm kind of at this point in life where i'm ready to shake things up a bit so i'm, <laughs> I'm gonna start being like listen to this episode at this exact moment do this it tell you everything you need to know about me i think you can link p- 
people like an exact moment in a podcast or a video. So if you need that. <laughs> this is how not to be friends with Violet. This is how much she hates this, 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 and this. Right. But loves construction ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? We not even me. Every episode about violence. I learn everything about myself. That's my favorite thing about this podcast. How much I learn about myself and my friends. Good speech. Good <laughs> speech. Another fun story. I planted a tree today. Aww. The tree I got at the Cherry Blossom Festival, which I totally oh, forgot nice. about until now. Aww. I just like found it laying there. It's still alive. Nice. Um, and I'll tell you what I'm not going to be burying any bodies in any shallow graves anytime soon because it took me a half an hour to dig like a six inch hole (laughs) oh my god that is so weird that you just said that (laughs) (laughs) everyone look in Maisie's backyard right fucking now (laughs) no I mean my case guys I don't even have a backyard (gasps) oh that's right I have a Mm. patio I don't know what's happening and I'm the one that's supposed to talk (laughs) Oh, oh yeah! You are the one that's supposed to talk. Oops. Yeah, yeah. Is that our segue? <laughs> fire segue. Mm. Solamita <laughs> style. <laughs> I even gave you segue music. <laughs> that's unsolved mysteries. Don't use that. Okay, are we ready? A child just screamed outside of my window. <laughs> Dead. Children, not now. Breaking right. news on murder blows. A child is dead. Yeah. Oh, so I wanted to start out. I've been listening to various podcasts and stuff, and people sound great, and, like, they're all in the same room, and that's really nice and fun, and one day that'll be the case for us. But if you're new here to Murder Blows, welcome. Second, we are four friends essentially on a phone call telling each other yeah. creepy stories. <laughs> so if you're not about the you know, different audio or whatever. It's just hang in there. It's a good time. I can't fix it. I know. Because I get one file. But three of you are in one state, and one of us is in a totally different, like, side of the country. So it's not the worst, and we'll get better. Also, I mean, considering I'm in, like, the middle of the forest of the Appalachian Mountains. Yeah. Yeah, it's as good as it's going to get. Hey, that audio was crystal, though. Like, I just want to give you a shout-out. That was nice. That's ironic. You being like, you can hear me, I or you can't normally hear me, was the clearest thing you've probably ever said. Yeah. I think I think that's the best thing about this podcast. We like to mix it up. Next week, who knows what the fuck I'm going to be recording on. Week after that, still don't know. <laughs> yeah, right? I have internet. I have been trying to get internet since two oh, weeks before right. I bought this house. Oh, my God. I'm so oh. excited for you. Sorry that I forgot the like pain in the ass that was just to watch. Like I just watched the fury leave your faces Whew. for like an hour. I really thought that was how the murder was going to happen. Like well, Jeremiah so... was like, it's awfully rainy. Get slip up. There. <laughs> <laughs> so I explained like what happened to the guy who came today and he like kind of rolled his eyes and I, I think he thought that the other people didn't know how to do their jobs, which I agree with. But he was like, well, I'm really sorry this has all happened. And I was like, look, I have had enough time to be angry. I'm no longer angry. I just really want to be connected to the outside world. Yeah. So. 
Damn. But it's so nice to not be tethered. True. And yeah, um, I can Google stuff currently now. Tethered at the moment. Ooh. Tethered. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you don't have the internet option, right? I don't. I don't have internet. Like, they literally put a car in space, and I don't have access to internet. <laughs> <laughs> Get oh, your man. fucking shit together, world. For real. For real. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, do we have any corrections corners? Is this the time for corrections corners, or is that this past? Is that time. I, I don't have any. I was just wondering if we did. Oh. Did we screw anything up? Not that I'm anybody sure. let us know. Or That's that I double checked. <laughs> I, was, I was tired as shit last week. Like, hmm. I was exhausted. Sasha carried me through that. I was <laughs> overly passionate about people, so. I remember at one point I was sitting there talking and I forgot what I was talking about but I was like I think we were just shitting on religion right is this the direction I just yeah. keep going yeah that, that, that sounds about right seems reasonable oh and then I finished and I was like this was like when you're drunk and you're getting like blackout memories or brownout memories whatever you mm. call it and you're just like did I really fucking say that did I fucking say that so yeah, I went to edit the podcast, and the first thing I heard was, that motherfucker, and I was like, ooh, girl, calm down. That was me, though. <laughs> She's like, note to self, girl, calm down. We were sassy girl. and on mead and drove it out. It was only, like, two cups of mead, though. Yeah, that's true. I have a confession. I don't know what that is. It's, it's uh, a honey-based alcohol, like beer. Oh, what? That sounds delicious. But it tastes more like wine, usually, and it yes. was like, it's like Game of Thrones. You didn't have, uh, made it, well, I guess we haven't watched Game of Thrones together in so long. Oh, no. <laughs> 2019. It's time of year, and it's not. I Maybe that's why I feel so messed up. Maybe. Oh, we're screwed for the rest of our lives, then. Well, I can get over it. <laughs> I can't. That's the funny thing. I tried to read the books again. It did not go well. Oh, God. <laughs> bad. Just skip the first two. I swear I am a literary, like, snob. Like, I am, I used to read, like, 47-something books a month. It was ridiculous. And now I'm just like, this makes me fall asleep. So. I, okay, this is an off-track off story, but you don't have to cut this out if you don't want to. Um, okay. In therapy... I was talking to my therapist, obviously that's what you do, and we were talking about school, and I had, I went to community college for one semester, and I was like, that's good for me, I'm done, and me and John were talking about me going back to school, and the thought of it sent me into a legit panic attack, like I started crying, and I couldn't, my heart was racing, I couldn't understand why, I don't know why the thought of school stresses me out so much, and I was talking to my therapist about it, and we were going back at like childhood and how school was for me then. And, you know, I, of course I've read books and stuff, but it's like, I can be interested in what the book is about, but if there's other things going on, I'm like, I'm so distracted. And so she was like, do you think you have a learning disability? And I was like, I don't know, but nobody's ever said that. Like, I've never explored that option. Mm -hmm. And she was like, if you go through your primary care doctor and they can send you to a specialist to get you tested to see if maybe you've got like a, you know, like a low thing of ADD or whatever. I was like, why? I'm 25. 
Like, how is this just now coming out that, like, maybe you don't learning have disorders all you go... need to, you know, do good in school and stuff? Because it's just, it's just so unappealing to me. I just, the phrase, I can't, that's so overused. Like, that's how I feel about school. I just can't. The fact of, like, sitting and writing a paper is so daunting to me, and I hate every single second of it. But even the book, the Those Who Fight Monsters, which is something that I'm interested in, and I wanted to read so I could talk about it on here, I've gotten through maybe half of it just because for me to sit down and read something, I'm like, but, you know, there's things going on over here, and this is what's that sound? And, like, a squirrel. I was like, how? How am I 25 and this is just now a thing? Well, that's because like, learning disorders go notoriously underdiagnosed in females. Yeah. That's ridiculous, and I'm pissed. No one believed I had dyslexia because they were like, it's not a common thing in women, so you obviously can't have it. And I was like, okay, well, neither is colorblindness, which my dad has both dyslexia and colorblindness, and I have yeah. both, too. And they were like, it's not possible. <clears throat> but then when I, I mean, obviously it's fucking possible. I can't fucking see color. <laughs> I mean, not all colors, right. but, like, not lying. yeah, and then, like, uh, the dyslexia, someone was, like, no one will ever understand what it feels like to have to reread the same paragraph, even the same word, even, like, the same sentence, just to get, like, how you think the character or the, like, sentence is read. Does that make sense? Right. 100%. So, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I didn't really know I was dis dyslexic. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is, you but didn't I'm going to Google make. later. <laughs> <laughs> my my mouth went dyslexic for a second <clears throat> all right but yeah i didn't know for a long time like well well after high school well i like i haven't even followed up with the doctor because i don't know if that's something that i want to do because she was like you can go and get medication for it or find some ways to train your brain and i'm like well it's just all makes me so tired <laughs> just, I don't wanna. You know, yeah. <laughs> I and get now I sound like a whiny millennial that has vocal fry, but it's just. <laughs> I don't want it. It's not in my five-year plan, okay? Fair enough. But murder. Let's let's oh, talk about yes. murder. We've been here. Let's for 30 tweak minutes. it back. Let's tweak it back to murder. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I mute for like two seconds. <laughs> okay. You're like murder, and I'm like bye. No. Bye. Okay. So, are you guys ready? Yes, you are. I know you are. Okay, so I can take you down the way that I Googled this to find it, but it made it out of order, and then it became an even bigger story. So I'm going to go chronologically, and then we can go back to how I Googled, because Reddit is the best. So that being said, this is the story. Actually, no, this is the – I didn't know how I wanted to word it. All right, well, this is the murder of Kenya Monhey and the story of Lydia Tillman. So, Kenya was born in 1992 in Honduras, and shortly after she was born, her mother Maria moved to America so she could, like, make a better life for her and her daughter. But that left Kenya in Honduras with her grandmother. Fortunately, in 2004, Kenya got to be reunited with her mom in Denver, Colorado. Kenya met with, she met her new family, essentially. Her mom had remarried to a guy named Tony. It's okay, we like Tony. And she had two new step-siblings. The family embraced her instantly. They all became very close. Um, she was really close with her stepsister, and it was just a dream for somebody that is new to America and to already have a family there. 
So she quickly adapted to her new life. She joined uh, a program, an environmental nonprofit called City Wild, and then she won the Mayor's Youth Leadership Award in 2007. Um, she was popular in school. She was known as the mom friend and always took care of everyone. Turns out she was just a good fucking person, and it's not fair. So on April 1st, 2011, 19-year-old Kenya Monhey was supposed to meet friends at a certain nightclub. And this is like her normal group of friends, but they went out all the time. And instead of riding with them, she split a cab with, you know, girls that weren't her closest friends. So she ended up going to the club that they were going to instead of meeting up with her closest friends. Um, so that being said, she's not familiar with the place she is or the people that she's surrounded by. Um, in the early morning hours, she's pretty intoxicated. She left the club alone and the friends that were with her said that they looked up in one minute, she was just not there anymore. She was walking the street. Um, she was intoxicated. And she was picked up by a good Samaritan by the name of Travis Forbes. So, a little bit about Travis. Travis, I thought I had to sneeze, I'm so sorry, was a um, local small businessman in Denver. Um, he was known in the Denver area for making homemade gluten-free granola bars, wait for it, called Forbes. You can insert your eye rolls here just like I did. I'm not. I'm not saying that celiac people don't need granola bars but forbies whatever so he rented like out forbies no like f-o-r-b-i-e-s oh just like like little forbies gross yeah. just gross so he didn't have his own facility so he rented out um like commercial kitchen space from a local bakery and he made, we're going to stick a pin in that. And then he made his own deliveries via a white van. We're going to stick a pin in that. Um, he's a seemingly nice guy. All of his friends say, you know, good guy. He has a strong jawline. And even in the early 2000s, he looked like the sixth Backstreet Boy that nobody asked for. So, I don't want to spoil it yet. Okay. So, Travis took her, actually took her where she asked to go. She asked to go to the 24-hour lounge, a nightclub, where her good group of friends were supposed to be. Um, she realized that she had left her purse and phone at the first club, and so Travis let, uh, let her use his phone. And when she couldn't find her friends, Forbes agreed to take her to her boyfriend's house. Ironically, the boyfriend lived less than a mile away from the bakery Travis worked out of. So, what actually happened is Travis was, you know, Kenya's in the car with him, and Kenya passes out, and he decides that's the perfect time to rape her. Once, and then again. Um, during the second rape, Kenya wakes up and tries to fight him off. Travis gets angry and strangles her to death. He drove to the bakery, he stole a cooler from his boss, like the size of a bigger Yeti cooler. And he placed Kenya's body in the cooler and stored her in the fridge of the commercial kitchen where he worked. Now, there is security footage of him putting the said cooler in the fridge. And it's, 
it's so haunting. It's oh no, I hate it so much. Um, it wasn't long before Travis would bury Kenya in a shallow grave outside of Kinsburg, Colorado. I take back what I said about shallow graves. I mean, you had no clue. How would you know that I wrote that? I don't know. I, just, <laughs> I feel bad. Oh no, it's okay. You don't have to. Um, so, like I said, Kenya was very close to her family, and she had, even at 19, she had moved out, even, you know, they're still really close or whatever, but she had moved out and tried to, trying to live her own life, and when the family hadn't heard from her in, like, 24 hours, they started to get worried, but they weren't too worried yet until... Sorry, I'm, like, trying to not burp in the mic. Um, I couldn't tell if you were, like, trying not to cry or not, and it was making me want to cry, and I was like, well, oh, my God, what am I doing? <laughs> that was earlier. I was trying not to cry earlier, but that'll come later, too. Uh, so, oh. I'm, I'm so sorry, but it ends well-ish. Um, am I lost my place? Okay, so they weren't too concerned until Kenya's boyfriend called her stepsister, and was like, have you seen Kenya? And she was like, no, what are you talking about? I thought you would have seen her by now. And that's when they were like, red flag, we have to do something. And so they call uh, Denver PD. And Denver PD is like, she's not been gone 72 hours yet. It's not long enough. You know, just, you know, try to find her. Do your best. Uh. And then you're like, fuck you, Denver PD. But they really do a good job through the rest of this. So, like, they try. Um. So her stepdad, Tony, reached out to her friends that her good group of friends that she should have been with that night and asked kind of what the deal was. Well, by that time, they had had her person phone. And so they returned it to Tony. And the friends were kind of like giving Tony the runaround because they weren't really supposed to be out clubbing either. And he's like, guys, just tell me what's up and I will. Like, I'm not, we're not going to get mad. Your parents aren't going to get mad. Just help me find Kenya. And so that's when they returned the phone in the purse. And Tony's going through all of her calls and messages. And she's been gone for over 24 hours now. So she has a lot of missed calls and messages from loved ones. And then there's a text from an unsaved number. And the text reads, hey, this is Travis, the guy who gave you a ride last night. White creepy van? smiley face did you get home okay and so tony is like my gut is been dropped like what is this who is this guy tony calls the number doesn't call the police calls the number and he's like hey i'm tony where's kenya and travis gives him this whole story and this is where i will read you travis's story so according to travis kenya had asked at, at this part, he, like, he had already, he told, okay, start over. Travis told Tony that he had picked Kenya up. He saw she was drunk. He took her to the club to make sure she could find her friends. You know, he let her use her phone or whatever. And when he was supposed to be taking her to her boyfriend's house, on the way to her boyfriend's house, she wanted to stop at a gas station to get cigarettes. And so they stopped at a Conoco, and it was closed. But outside, there was a young man smoking a cigarette, and Kenya asked that guy for a cigarette, and then they started talking Spanish, and she locks arm with him. She locks arms with him and then walks away. 
so that's the story that Travis told Tony, her stepdad. Basically, went to a gas station, no cigarettes, she walked away with some guy. So, Tony's like, okay, all right, and then they hang up, and then not even a few minutes later, he calls back, and he's like, can you tell me that story one more time? Because Tony's already not buying You it. go, Tony. You, I know. You Ooh. fucking know that, like, oh. one detail added, subtracted, like, whatever. Like, yeah. That's your guy. Okay. <clears throat> and I am trying, you can cut this out because I'm a nightmare person, and I'm trying to keep up. Travis is not the boyfriend. Or no. the one that, he's the gluten-free guy. Yeah. He's the murderer. Okay, okay, okay. Gorby. I'm sorry for having to. I promise I'm paying attention. I just there's can't. a lot of T names. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Travis. I'm sorry. I'm, like I'm like I want to start crying, so I'm trying not to this whole time. I also keep getting like major goosebumps and like rage, and it yeah. So I okay. I'm I'm, I'm like, I, like I took written. My notes look insane, y'all. I took written notes from like a Dateline, and I'll do my sources later. But I took written notes, and then I tried to type it out, and it's just a bunch of words. Like I don't even know what I wrote when I'm reading it now. So anyway, I'm glad it's so, like sticking. That's good. Yeah. Carry on, carry on. Okay, so we don't know the boyfriend's name, but Travis is not the good guy. Travis is the bad guy. So. Um, Tony's on to him, and he's like, tell me that story one more time. Travis says the whole story exactly the same as he did before. And Tony's like, okay. Like, he's still not buying it, and Travis sees that. And Travis is like, why don't you just meet me at this Conigo gas station, like, yourself, so I can tell you the story again. And Tony's like, you know what? That's a great idea. So Tony packs his 9mm, and he's walking out the door. Tony. Tony is ready. Um, Kenya's mom, Maria, is, like, begging him not to go. She's like, don't do this, don't do this. He walks out, and she calls 911. Fortunately, fortunately, 911, or there's two police officers already at the gas station when Tony pulls up. Um, Travis is there, but he brought a friend. So you have Tony, two cops, Travis, and a buddy. So, the, I, I think... From here on out, the Denver PD handled this so well because they, this whole thing, because they mediated between Tony and Travis, essentially. So Tony was never able to go up to Travis, and Travis was never able to step towards Tony, which is good. So the Travis is telling the same story to the cops that he told to Tony, and... You know, the cops are coming over to Tony, kind of like playing telephone. They're like, this is what he told you? And he's like, yeah, that's what he said. And they're like, that doesn't sound right. Tony's like, I know, that's what I'm saying. And so while there is a cop talking to Travis, Tony walks around the back of the gas station and sees, see, I'm getting confused with the T names now, and sees Travis's white van. And all of the doors are closed, all the windows are up, and he says that you can smell bleach so, like, it's been doused in bleach. So Tony goes back around to the front where the cops are, and he's like, he just nudges one, is like, hey, come check this out. So they go check out the van, and they can't arrest him for anything right there. So they pretty much just like take note that that's a thing they need to check out later, and they make sure that Travis and Tony are good, and then they leave. Once they leave, Travis, Granola Travis, approaches Tony, 
and he starts crying and he's saying he feels so guilty for letting Kenya walk away with a stranger and he blames himself for everything. And Tony shakes his hand and in the Dateline interview, Tony says when he shakes his hand, he is as cool as a cucumber except for his hand is trembling. And he said, that's when I knew that I had just shaken the hand of the last person to see Kenya alive. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh my God. Like, you know what happens. I don't think that there's an inch on my body that doesn't have a goosebump. I know. Oh my God. I think my vagina has goosebumps. <laughs> and not in like the fun way. No. <laughs> like in the worst way. Not in the fun way. Okay. So. Here uh, we go. Oh, okay. I know. I know. This is the episode I picked not to drink on. Yeah, this is fucking great, Violet. <laughs> I just. There's no way to warn you to. Like, I can't warn you. Like, Violet, you might as well just fucking bring some absinthe. <laughs> like, right? Only if we know right. how to do it properly. <laughs> I learned eventually. God sleep. Anyways, that's not the point. No, it's not. Maybe okay. we should, like, develop a rating system where it's, like, this time is moonshine or this time's just rosé. Like, yeah. All right. Okay. I'm, I'm in. I'm, I need to keep track of these names or I'll All forget right. everything. Dateline interview. Fuck granola guy. I'm into it. Let's go. Yes. Okay. We got four Bs. He's the bad guy. Tony. We love Tony. We want Tony to win. Okay. So I want Tony to shoot fucking granola boy in the fucking foot. <laughs> carry on. <laughs> Spoiler. He doesn't get to. Okay. So Tony says the thing about the handshake. And, you know, like he goes home. He doesn't tell his wife hardly anything that happens because he doesn't want to bother her with this. Like she's already grieving over a daughter that they don't know where she is so the uh denver pd gets detective nash goulet and da carrie lombardi on the case and they are a great team i tell you okay travis was a person of interest but not not necessarily a suspect because they couldn't prove or disprove anything so part of the police were like we need to check out this guy that she may or may not have walked away with and then the other part was like this guy is such a he's like a skis like nobody we don't need to waste our time on anything else so nash grulay didn't buy the story for a second and that this is like they i didn't want to spoil it but they called him like very bundy-esque as in how charming and how everybody loved him and stuff like that he was because he did the thing where he's doing media interviews like granola travis granola is doing media interviews and he's really playing the good samaritan card and like there oh what a skis there's an interview and the interviewer's like even if you know you're a person of interest how do you feel about this or whatever and he was like and he puts his hand on his forehead with this stupid blonde spiky hair and he's like i just really can't believe that i like let her go with that guy i just blame myself and then he goes wait what was her name and the interviewer's like uh kenya what like yeah what you uh, can't remember the person you raped twice and murdered and stuffed into a fridge yes 
Okay, also, it's not like her name was like, no offense to anyone with these names. I'm not saying anything. But it's like, okay, Maisie has a very unique fucking name. Kenya is a pretty fucking unique name. Like, yeah. to forget, like, it's not like her name was Ashley or Brittany or Sarah. But he was so unfazed by it, too, because he was just Ugh. like, oh, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, while he's distracted in the limelight, D.A. Uh, Lombardi... Carrie Lombardi, we like her. She gets a search warrant for his van. His creepy-ass van, I said. And in the van, they find... Okay, so, pause. He's in Denver. Urban Denver. This is where he works out of a bakery that's, like, in a downtown area. He's on concrete. But in the van, they find mud in the tires, weeds, and dirt. And the front, like, where the passenger and the driver's seat are, is, like, covered in fast food garbage. And the back where you know, all the open spaces in a van is totally spotless. And he only used bleach. He used all the bleach. So they they find it weird that there's mud and dirt in this thing, and then the police check his phone records and delivery records, and they find out that he's got no reason to go to anywhere that has mud. Well, the phone record has him pinned in Kinsburg, Colorado, which is a very rural, like, rural rural that's a hard word when you have to read it um a rural part of colorado it's kind of backcountry um all this happens within days after kenya disappeared just because after a week of her disappearance travis runs so he they're kind of on to him with him going to the backcountry part um he asked to borrow a friend's car and has no plans on returning it he drives all the way from Colorado to Austin, Texas, and he's pulled over for speeding and is arrested because they caught him. They did the plates, and they're like, oh, my God, it's a stolen car from Colorado. Let's take him in. They take him in. They have no clue who he is. They have no clue what he's done. Um, they call Colorado, and Detective Grulay is like, hold him, please. I'll be right there. And he flies to Texas the next day with a DNA warrant in hand. So he grills Grulay, or Grulay grills Travis for three hours, and his story does not change at all. Um, he still gets the DNA swab because he has to, and Travis is extradited back to Colorado on the stolen car charge. Um, he's in jail for stealing the car, and his friend drops the charges. Travis is free. Ah, so close! fucking friend you had one fucking job right because everybody liked him so much he was such a nice guy Ugh. bullshit travis high tilted it out to fort collins which is a college town which means there's clubs there's bars there's young ladies and he stays with his dad little does he know he is being surveillanced by the dpd wee 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 fort collins pd has been informed uh, by the Denver PD that they're surveillancing him. Fort Collins is like, what? This crazy guy is here. Denver's like, don't worry, we got it. Okay, cool. So, at this point, Kenya has been missing for roughly three months. Um, still in Fort Collins, Granola Travis keeps a low profile for a few weeks, and the DPD has to pull surveillance for financial reasons. So, essentially, whether he knew it or not, he's a free man again. All right. Buckle in, guys. This is round two. So, on July 5th, in the early morning hours, 
911 is alerted of a fire at the home of Lydia Tillman. Uh, Lydia was a, I'm going to mess up this word, sommelier, the wine person, because I'm uncultured, um, who had recently moved from, moved to Fort Collins from Spain to be closer to her sick dad. Um, the previous night, Lydia met Travis at a 4th of July celebration, and I just ruined it because I wasn't going to say his name. Damn it. Okay, well, they met at a 4th of July celebration, and they hit it off, and it ended up going back to her place. Um, it wasn't long before Travis had choked her, raped her, and repeatedly stomped on her face. He doused her in her room with bleach and set it on fire. And then he ran away. Um, Lydia's not okay with his plan. And so she jumps from a second story window. She lands in the backyard. She's naked. She's making whatever noises you can make with a shattered jaw. And luckily, because a neighbor called 911, the medics are there within minutes. She doesn't wait for the stretcher to run. For the stretcher to come out, she runs straight to the back of the ambulance. They ask her if she knew her attacker, and she barely gets out the words, no, 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 before she suffers from a massive stroke. Mm. I'm shaking. <laughs> I, like, need to calm down for a second. Okay. Oh, Lydia. Oh, I hate that she doesn't know. Dude, I am so fucked up over this. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. It gets better. Okay, okay. I'm in. I'm in. I'm okay. in. So, she has a stroke, and her family is called to the hospital, and she is 100% unrecognizable. The only way they knew it was her is because of the tattoo on her calf. The doctor said... That her injuries were equivalent to a high-speed, like, crash. She had, oh, my God, a list of injuries as I wipe away my tears. She had a crushed jaw. Her eye sockets were crushed. She had broken wrist, multiple broken ribs. And, uh, yeah, obviously the stroke had done some damage. So... I don't know if I said this or not. She's in the coma for five weeks. Her family is with her constantly. They have very strict policies about who can visit Lydia in the hospital because they don't know her attacker. They don't know if he's going to try to come back to finish the job. So the family has, like, a code word they use for visitors if they want to come and see her or not. Um, when Lydia went to the hospital, I don't, I don't know if they did, like, a rape kit on her, but they got DNA from underneath her fingernails. So the Fort Collins PD, uh, Detective Shackley, she's a lady, and I don't remember her first name. I'm so sorry. I think it's Jackie. But um, Jackie gets the DNA from Lydia's fingernails, which, hell yeah. It, they, God, hold on. My brain is, like, everywhere. Shackley, the detective for Fort Collins, was like, I've heard of this Travis guy. So she calls Brulee, and then they do the DNA test, and it's a match. Back to the scene of the fire, when it happened, when officials got there and they started to investigate the scene, they said it smelled like they couldn't even, you couldn't even smell, like, burned things because the smell of bleach was just so pertinent. And um, there wasn't a whole lot left evidence-wise, so the fact that she had DNA under her fingernails was, if 
I don't know what you believe in, but it was a godsend because that means she put up a fight. Oh, God. Okay. So the DNA match, Travis was arrested. And after going back and forth about deals between Forbes and Grule, they came to an agreement. So Granola um, agreed to the death penalty and sex crime charges are off the table. So he won't get death and he can't be charged for sex crimes. Bullshit. In exchange for life and a full confession of the murder of Kenya Monhey and the attack of Lydia Tillman. Because remember, even like once he went to Fort Collins, Tony and Kenya's family know nothing. They know absolutely they all they know is Tony still has uneasy feelings about this guy and that's it but he's gone and they still don't know who really killed kenya or where she is even if she's out there so even though it wasn't grulay's first choice he agreed to it he before he agreed to it though he actually called tony kenya's dad and was like this is a thing that might happen and he was like if it tells me where kenya is do it so finally in september of uh 2011 forbes leads Grulay and Lombardi, the detective and the DA, to the shallow grave of Kenya. Um, Kenya had a prob- proper burial with her family, and when the trial began against Travis, uh, Lydia's statement, this is where I'm going to lose it, so with Lydia's stroke, the way it affected her brain, it led her, she was not able to talk. And so the statement that she read in court, God, I'm sorry, she said, Travis Forbes, you caused me no harm. My spirit, my soul, and my mind remain untouched. You may, may you find peace in life. And those three sentences took her an hour to compose. <laughs> and it was read by her father in court. And I'm so sorry, guys. It's Thank so you. fucked up. How can you have that much grace and forgiveness? Yep, okay, so moving on. <laughs> oh man, I'm mad right. at people for like parking in front of my mailbox. <laughs> it just it just puts a whole lot in perspective. I before we I knew this story and we started recording and I was like, I've had a rough day. I don't know the fucking meaning of a rough day. <laughs> what well I do, but it's not you know like the it's just it's unreal and i think i think part of why these stories are are uh intriguing to us is for me at least i want to know if i could ever do this first of all if i could ever get the guts to jump out of a two-story window of a building that's on fire naked and know that my face is beaten in and then to stand in front of the guy that did it and say you have caused me no harm and i i remained untouched and then to hope that you find peace in life and she her dad so in the court her dad is reading the statement and she is making eye contact with travis granola and he is looking down at the down at the ground because he can't because he's a piece of fucking garbage he's a piece the garbage is garbage that have ever has ever been garbaged. 
And so, ultimately, ultimately, he is uh, charged with life. And he got life for Kenya's murder and an extra 48 years for the attempted murder of Lydia Tillman. And his statement, I didn't even write down because it's not worth it. He just says I a bunch of times. I'm so sorry. I didn't. I'm a monster. My family should disown me like nobody cares. Nobody cares what you have to say. So after uh, Kenya's family is in court with all of them. Like, all through all of this, obviously. And Lydia meets Kenya's family. And, God, so sweet. Maria, which is Kenya's mom, gave Lydia Kenya's favorite ring. And Lydia still wears it to this day. So, this is the last, this is the last little happy bit. Um, The dateline was done 10 months after Lydia's attack. And in the Dateline episode, she can talk. She is finally able to talk. It's a, it takes her a minute, but nobody nobody gives a shit. Like, you, you get to say and talk however you want after that. And oh. so, what's this guy's name from, is it Keith Morrison? From Dateline? You know, Keith Morrison leans on things. The, the guy. Uh, yeah, the Dateline guy. Yeah, that's Keith Morrison. Yeah, so he is interviewing her, and I forgot what the question was. Oh, oh, and he was like, he said, how do you, you know, stay so positive through all this? Because she's smiling, like, she just wants to go back to being a Somali. That's all she really cares about. And she said, to heal myself, uh, to heal myself, forgive over anger, I choose love and peace over fear. And I won. And she makes these bracelets that have the acronym for, the acronym is Lydia, but it's Live Your Days Inspired Anew. So that is the story of Kenya Monhey and Lydia Tillman. And the piece of shit, Travis Gluten Free Granola Forbes. I feel like okay. turn this into a support group now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but I like 100% recommend that the Dateline episode because they go through all of it. And my sources were um, the Dateline, the Denver Post, and True Crime Diaries, ironically enough. I'm pretty sure I saw that Dateline. Did it show the surveillance cameras of him? Yep. Yeah. And did he have yellow gloves on? No, I don't think he had gloves on. But the, the video she's talking about is there's a uh, surveillance video of Kenya and a person a man outside of an apartment like front but it doesn't really show a whole lot like it's just them going in and out and her like the one i'm thinking of that this guy he was in like the back of like a bakery kind of store and he was like getting he's wheeling out the cooler yeah yeah that's it okay yeah i saw it yeah it's super messed up yeah it was definitely I mean, at least they caught him. I mean, he he was pretty dumb, you know? Thank God. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know, like, what kind of monster this guy is because he would do it and then would make stories around it, but then at the same time, like, oh, I feel so guilty, and ultimately he told him where Kenya was, so 
it wasn't, you know what I mean? Like, he wasn't, like, really ready to hold it over their heads, I guess. But he did take them on a journey, like, cat and mouse-wise, back and forth quite a bit. So that was pretty fucked up. But, yeah. Violet, are you there? <laughs> yeah, sorry. I was just really fucking crying. Like, there was Aww. no coming. And I was like, I'm not going to. I'm the funny one. I'm not going to fucking stop on this podcast. Oh, I... No, it was. It was like, if I had unmuted my microphone, it just would have been like, I'm talking like shrieking sobs. Like, that. wow. Like, I just. Oh, <laughs> I'm so speechless. It just, it's super messed up, but it makes you, like, I just, I I don't even know how to word this and not not sound ignorant. Like, you never want to be in the situation, but you want to know if you could handle it that way. Well, and it's like, it's not even that. It's just like, every day I'm, I'm always just amazed at how, and Sorry, here comes feminism. So if you're offended by feminism, plug your ears for mm. fucking baby ears. But like, I'm always amazed at how garbage like men and women, obviously, but like can treat like, I mean, we we've done a lot of cases about like straight up like rapists and pedophiles and like they're just so depraved. Not all men. I'm not generalizing, but like it's stories like this like in the same breath like i'm always just so empowered by like how fucking strong women are and oh i'm not gonna do this <laughs> yeah Ugh, so well if yeah. there and like you, i said women can be garbage too everyone can be garbage but right it's it takes something. it takes a special brand of garbage yeah. to do that and then have your statement be there's like he said i 57 times like oh. i'm not even gonna waste my time with that like that's i think a piece of shit. that's like when that fucking piece of shit who was he he was the gymnastics coach that like sexually oh, assaulted all his women uh, larry nasser yeah yeah when he like tried to say i'm sorry to that girl in the courtroom i was like you don't fucking get to do that you the don't just like no thanks we don't need yeah. that from you like and then everyone was like the judge was too hard on him i was like okay okay oh like, my god talk to these hundreds of women like get the fuck out i don't know i just yeah oh so yeah that was i think that was a really good case though like especially because i feel like you kind of your specialty is more like emotions and like driving forces and yeah I think, like egomaniac is all i think of when i think of this piece of shit right like, well, I make fucking granola and hand it out to fucking people with celiac or people who think they have celiac. Right. Called Forbies, <laughs> nonetheless. Like, you should have been arrested for that. <laughs> Let's right stop this bat. right fucking here. Before any rapes or anything happen, you have, like, oh, God, what an idiot. Well, even after, even after he confessed, off. he got live. Like, he's in court, and his family's like, he didn't do it. Like, okay what? at what point do you... yeah yeah wait Garba. like i just knew where a dead body was well, that matched my dna well no like they're just they have this such denial veil on that he confessed he's like hey guys i did it and they're like no you didn't do it don't say that like ugh, 
just don't even just don't even ask me what we should do with them. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure when you have a child, the last thing you want or expect is for them to be a killer and to wrap your head around that is just nucking butts. But I don't even I don't even know. I I mean Kenya's dad doesn't get to deny that it happened. Why should you? Yeah. So Ugh. Yeah. But Lydia Tillman just keeps getting stronger and stronger. She wasn't supposed to be able to walk. I wanted to talk about what the stroke does to the brain, but honestly, I didn't get to it because I was, like, super invested into all this other stuff. But the way I started looking it up was I went on Reddit and was, like, crazy stories of survivors. And somebody was, like, the Lydia Tillman story is pretty crazy. And I was, like, okay. So I knew about her first, and then I found out she was linked to Kenya. And I was, like, shit, now I got to do both. But at least there's justice in this episode. Yeah, for sure. And, at oh. least to rot. And e- oh, that's another thing. I'm mad. He was like, "Why do I need the forty-eight extra years? I already have life." <laughs> Motherfucker, you don't get to ask. <laughs> <laughs> like you ruined that a long time ago, bub. Oh, that doesn't make any sense. Okay, you're gonna fucking argue logistics with me, right? You fucking animal. Ugh. Don't you even. <laughs> don't you ever. okay okay i love it i love it i have a funny story if it'll help (laughs) we we gotta do something thank god (laughs) (laughs) i tried to end on a gun with a survivor but it's still super fucked up anyway (laughs) i'm just hoping everybody knows this song or this is gonna be a dumb story and i'm gonna feel really stupid so it's been like 80 degrees here in Portland, and people are losing their shit. It's pretty awesome because um, there's no humidity, and it's bomb. Anyway, I'm in traffic. I'm in a line waiting for a train to cross, and everybody's got their windows down, and there's nobody behind me, and all of a sudden, behind me, a car pulls up, and I hear, oh, and I was like, what? Somebody's legitimately listening to Disturbed. What fucking year is it? It not. It's not a joke. He was into it. Oh. And he was blaring it. It was so funny. I was like, I hope you don't leave. I hope you stay right behind me. All the way on the interstate. <laughs> Just, I mean, so I can listen to it. it. <laughs> yeah, but that's stuff like, I've never heard that song legitimately played. Like, it's always a joke. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, like, that's my favorite band. Sasha's like, I can sing you the next chord, like the next. I can too. Uh, uh. I can see inside me the sickness is writhing. Uh. <laughs> I love it. I showed a girl at work that song. She was like, I don't know it. And I was like, oh, you're not I'm fucking old. Are you? You're not grungy enough. Was she like, oh, I saw it in a vine. <laughs> you right? So Is that vintage. the one from BuzzFeed? It's a different girl. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of something funny Mari did, but she's been pretty much a snooze lately. Snooze? What a snooze of a dog. No. I'm oh, I love our little cat thread. I like how somebody was like, can you picture this? Like, I can't help here. You got it, ladies. <laughs> Oh, my kitties have been super sweet, but 
it's like all three of them get on the bed now and I feel like I'm participating in some kind of pagan ceremony but it's because <laughs> like one sleeps on my feet one sleeps by my head and the other sleeps like by my side it's very oh. weird fresh so fresh um they don't have anything funny to promote but you can check us out on instagram at murder blows cast and on twitter <laughs> at murder blows <laughs> where we're not this depressing no we try to be more uplifting macy's really good at gifts i live for the twitter but the instagram i'm like issues so yeah we'll instagram's just... not my favorite no me neither but at least it's not a facebook page <laughs> no bless up bless up yes <laughs> yeah i don't i don't think i have any funny stories either which is a bummer i feel like i what are was anybody watching anything good i just got internet <laughs> oh uh, hell yeah you about to be oh sasha you would be proud i watched like three youtube videos of people teaching me manners in japan why i don't know but i was interested oh i'm so impressed who did you watch uh regina scully, scully? Oh, I, oh i love her reina she kills it reina yeah and then i watched a review a uh a, like a subscription box on japanese and i was like i don't hate it <laughs> i'm not mad i'm not mad at it i have that subscription box <laughs> yes good work you do good work um i watched season two of santa claria diet is, it, is it good yeah have you not watched it, it ever uh -oh. I watched the first season. I binged it, which I don't normally sit through, but... It's just so lovable. It's Drew Barrymore, and then she's undead, so spoiler alert, she has to eat people. But her husband is like, come on, like, can we just have a normal day? Like, you just feel bad for him because he has to go help her find people to eat. But also, so... he's Timothy Oliphant, so... I mean, he's gorgeous, so that'll that'll get him played. Yeah. He, he should just deal with it. Well, and there's people that come on the show, you're like, wait, I know your face. I know your face. That's cool. That's good. 10 out of 10. Would recommend. If you want something lighthearted after this. Maybe yeah. not. Maybe Bob's Burgers is your way to go. I just watched a really sad movie today about uh, these two girls. that Two sisters that start up a uh, crime scene cleanup service. What? Yeah. it's uh, It's got Amy Adams and Emily Blunt. And... I have that movie. What's it called? Sunshine Cleaning. Yes. Yeah. It was... Oh, it... It was so it was in the comedies, and I was like, "Yeah, I can use a laugh." I love, love the main two actresses, and it's also got Steve Zahn in it, who is fucking great and everything. But uh, uh, but no, it, it was really. It. Don't spoil it. It's sad though. It does like it hits you in the feels pretty hard. What's it called? Sunshine Cleaning. It's on Netflix. It's oh. like ten years old. I'm pretty sure, but okay. maybe not ten. But if it was really, really good. I was like crying, and well, I bet it's ten years. Old. Not more. Yeah, it's it's Definitely a little more. So, but I recommend it. It was great. <laughs> oh, I love it. I watched Monster last night. Oh, I love that movie. Anything about my girl Eileen? Yeah, Eileen. Oh snap! Very a little like air bubble got into my chest, and now I feel like if I don't bend over, I'm gonna die. Don't do that. It's okay. You have to burp? Uh, it's not a burp feeling, though. You got fart? No. It's a safe place. You can fart. 
It's a safe space. You'll just cut it out later. I don't know. You made me ball my eyes out, so I don't know how safe it is anymore. <laughs> I, mean, I really thought it was going to end better than it did. I think it just, like... It's, it's when heavy. you tell that story to, like, a group of, like, angry, pissed-off women already... Yeah. Cody, did you did you well up, or were you stone cold? Were you there for I'm, us? I am stone cold. I am... I must have, like, a psychological disorder or something. Mm. I don't know. Or I'm just, like, used to it. Maybe something's wrong with your mirror neurons. Ooh. Probably. <laughs> I mean, I am medicated, so... <laughs> Could be it. <laughs> you were just like, come on, guys. Good ending. Like, Let's finish strong. What's with I... the silence? <laughs> I mean, I feel... I feel genuinely bad. But, like, show me a video of... Um, the Hispanic parents being deported and the kids being left behind, and I'll boom. Oh, oh, same oh, Yeah. Jeez. God, we don't even need to go there. I was about to <laughs> yeah. say something, and I was like, I'm get fucking angry. Next week on Murder Blows. God, oh, man. Sauce just cuts to us being like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> no intro, no, hey guys, what's up? Murder Blows. Listen to your podcast. Yes. <laughs> Don't do this. <laughs> like I said, I there's like, a reason we have an explicit tag. <laughs> I was gonna say I need to stop saying fuck so much because one day my family's gonna listen and I'm gonna be so embarrassed and I'll be the shame of the family. Nah. This podcast will be so successful by that point. They won't even no. care. I'll be like, here's some money, mom. Here's Don't judge me. <laughs> no. Who's our mystery binge listener? I don't know, but I love I it. Wanna know. I Miss love it. I love it. Listener. Now that, John made, that made me want to cry. Oh, John L. Twenty four. John L. Oh my God, I'm probably botching your name. I'm so sorry. But we love you. Yeah, from I was like, I was like, I'm never gonna be the type of person that's gonna ask for reviews. But you, guys, I don't have to. Like, you guys are the best. We haven't been doing this that long, and we have reviews, and the fact that we even have any reviews or that people are listening are just, like, it's just it just makes it more fun for us. Also a little tad more scary, but more fun. But like I said, you're on a phone call with four friends telling creepy stories, so as long as you know what you signed up for, I'm here I'm for you listening. <laughs> but, you know, if you like your phone call, like and subscribe and stuff, and that would be cool. So. Yeah. Um... But yeah, thanks everybody for listening. I guess we'll say goodbye. Bye, guys. Goodbye. Deuce. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck bitches. You know, I get snitches. Rap game solid rock. Because I'm a fucking rapper. Oh my god. Man, why weren't we recording? This could have been the end of our episode. I'm Norma. And I'm Amanda. And we're the ladies of How I Met My Murder, an Alabama true crime podcast. We cover everything from cults to serial killers to just plain weird crime. All with giggles and a few rabbit holes along the way. 
Find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and Spotify. Also, follow us on Twitter at how underscore murder or Instagram at how I met my murder and stay up to date on what's coming. Bye! Hi, I'm Sheena, the host of the Dear Mill Family podcast. I talk about anything and everything related to military life with other military spouses, active duty members, veterans, and even children about the challenges we face and the silver linings we find along the way. Let's face it, military life is difficult enough, so if we can talk more to each other about choices, get advice from those who have been there, and have some fun connecting, we can better navigate the military lifestyle. There is definitely not one way to live this life, so come on over and embrace the suck with us. New episodes release every Tuesday, and you can find me on social media, dearmillfamily.com, or on your favorite podcast app.